the latest episode of the Off the Bench podcast on location in Las Vegas for the annual NBA Summer League. I'm Chris Miller of NBC Sports Washington. We'll get to the Summer League in our next episode, but today you're going to hear from two of the newest members of the Washington Wizards, Monte Morris and Will Barton, both coming over from Denver in that trade that sent KCP and Ish Smith to the Nuggets. We'll ask Barton about being close to home now. The Baltimore native is excited for this new opportunity. And Monte Morris reuniting with his childhood friend from Flint, Michigan, Cal Kuzma. Wes Unsell Jr. really speaks highly of both of these veteran players who have tons of playoff experience and will bring a real mental toughness part of their game to this new Wizard squad. All right, sit back and relax. Here now is my conversation with both Will Barton and Monte Morris on this latest episode of the Off the Bench Podcast. Hey, Monte, so what's up with Kyle Kuzma and all this recruiting? I mean, let's just get to it <laughs> yeah. right away. Like, how cool is it, though? Mm to come to this team and have so many kind of familiar faces. Yeah, I think it's going to make the transition way smoother um, for me personally. Um, just being around guys that I know and who I've been around. You know, Wes was my assistant coach in Denver. So I feel like I know what, you know, his schemes is. It's going to be easy for me to make the transition. You know, it's not somewhere where I'm changing and trying to build a relationship. I already had one with him. You know, Kuz is a, um, my best friend to this day, one of my best friends to this day. We talk every day. So just to see them two, you know, familiar faces and my guy Andrew, he was our camera guy over there. So um, I'm just willing to do anything to, you know, be better, you know, every day. So I always love to get to the how did you find out about the trade? And mm-hmm. this one kind of seems really interesting because your best friend yeah. is on this team. So how did you hear about it? Um, I heard about it uh, really on the internet um, when trade stuff was going down. I just kind of put my phone like off because, I mean, a lot of teams was interested in me, so I would see blogs and stuff, and it would kind of like mess with my head. Like, um, man, you ain't you. I don't want to see it basically. And then, um, like six in the morning, I was getting ready for my workout, and my agent called me like, "Yo, just wait a minute. I think you you gonna be heading to Washington." I called Cools right away like, "Yo, this." <laughs> going down he, like, he put back yes sir you know what i'm saying with the big cap so i was like damn just the world slowed down for me like yo i gotta make this new transition if this happened and then like an hour hour and a half went by and i got a call from the front office of denver just like yeah man we can we gonna do this trade appreciate everything and i that's when reality set in like yo this for real so you know much love to denver um i appreciate them putting me on a on a big stage you know my five years in the league Nothing bad to say about them. Great organization, but uh, I'm ready to hoop over here now and, have, and enjoy the moment. How do you deal with a trade? Like, mm-hmm. how do you deal with that? Yeah. That a place that you've spent your entire career, and then all of a sudden they go, mm-hmm. "Hey, we're going to go in a different direction." Because yeah. I'm sure just like one part of you that's like, "Dang, I got traded," but then there's also this other part too that's like, "Well, at least somebody else in the league wants me." For sure. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, they they broke it down to me. Um, even before the trade, probably like a month, you know, it's like, man, a lot of teams like calling for you, like, and, you know, I ain't gonna get into like, you know, what was said and no, things like that. But um, it, I was definitely surprised, to be honest. Um, but just dealing with everything, it was just like, you know, it's, I don't try to take this or like just basketball and the NBA personal. So mm-hmm. I know it's all business at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, I salute the moves, they, the direction they trying to go in, but I can't say nothing bad about it. They put me in a position to be successful, to make teams want me. So, you know, I'm fortunate enough to come to this opportunity. 
and try to bring that dog and that winning style over here and show show the world, you know, what we can do. I love what you said before we got started. You're mm -hmm. like, I've been in the playoffs every year of my career. Yeah. I'm, I'm expecting that. Expecting, yeah. What else are you expecting kind of with this new opportunity in D.C.? Um, just to, you know, take off on my launching pad. Like, um, I just, I played a role in Denver, you know, so, so many years. Um, just playing behind, you know, Jamal and I was, um, you know, playing like 18 to 20 minutes, but averaging double figures and things like that. Um, so I'm excited to, you know, finally just get my opportunity to play, you know, more extended minutes, you know, and actually show the world more of what, what I'm capable of. And that's, that's leading my character um, and just my willingness and drive to win and make others, you know, around me better. And I've always done that in my, in my career. So It was I interesting you it. said that because last year when Kyle got here, mm -hmm. I thought he elevated his game, was able to spread his wings. Yeah. Do you kind of see kind of like the same thing as this is an uh, opportunity for you to do the same thing? 110%. Um, I mean, and Wes know me very well. He know what I'm capable of, shots I'm capable of making. Um, and you know, um, every styles, you know, they say styles make fights and teams, teams make players adjust. And um, I played my role the best I could, you know, there. And like now I'm ready to show I got more than what people seen in Denver. So I'm just excited and West excited and everybody else. So I'm gonna just tell, you know, the fans right now, I'm gonna give it my all. I'm gonna go get her. I play very hard and take this game very seriously, so. What are some of the things you can take away from a guy like Jokic, who's mm. a two-time back-to-back reigning MVP? What mm. are some of the things that you can apply kind of from his knowledge and playing with him mm. that you can bring here? Um, just really just like, just like just being in them but I play like 55 playoff games and three game sevens, just like the preparation on, you know, starting from training camp, that's when playoff teams, you know, are kind of made, you know, building habits then. And Jokic was a guy who he would, talk, he would speak up, um, but he held everybody accountable. And I think that's a trait that I can bring over here and just um, making guys, you know, just feel like we we don't we don't ones I don't mm -hmm. care if we playing against the number one team or in the league like that was our mindset over there and Jokic always bring us in huddles and say that's all we got and you better than this month like, yeah let, let's play so that's the that's the type energy I'm bringing over here because that's all I really that's all I really know and I follow Jokic's steps I would lift after games with him I never used to do that I started it Started it this year, but I'm like, damn, this is the MVP. I'm, I'm gonna try to mimic him and try to do that. And then, um, and I just, I stay. I played 75 games uh, this year, opposed to the first year I missed like 23. But I just think me just being around him and just like eating what he eating and doing his lifts after games, like he MVP for a reason. So. Did you yeah. hang out with his brothers also? Because yeah, they, they look like they want all the smoke every yeah, time they I definitely, see. Yeah, Whenever they, the Nuggets are involved in anything, I see his brothers yeah, right there. Yeah, they cool, man. They great family. When I got traded, you know, we talked. He sent me some pictures. He was in Serbia. You know, he was bummed because me and him, yeah. like this year we took that step to – he had to trust me because this is our friend. It wasn't no Jamal, so we had to figure each other out. But it was good, though, because our relationship got better. But his brothers are my, my boys. But every time they see me – you know, we do regular handshakes. He grabbing you by the neck and kissing you like they they say what's up differently. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, they about six six, six nine, like huge guys. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool. I uh, I was looking at your numbers, and I think the one thing that'll mm -hmm. translate right away is 
Like you averaged 4.4, I think, assists yeah. last year. But yeah. I think it's going to be an uptick because yeah. Jokic had Jok the ball so much, right? Yeah, so is that so. kind of like what you'll notice right, right away, away from your game is yeah. how you're, you're able to facilitate? Yeah, it's funny. Like I seen uh, somebody, somebody tweeted. I'm not sure. It was like, uh, y'all call Monte a playmaker and he only uh, – it was like 20% of my assists was, you know, that's how I averaged for it. I'm like, our, you know, the, the team is different, you know. Mm -hmm. We run everything through Jokic. He's he making the plays, you know, the passes and things like that. So, um, but me to average 4.4 and, you know, wasn't really the main guy. I wasn't issued to get everybody involved. I was issued to get everybody in their spots, mm -hmm. and, you know, and make the right play. But, you know, everybody know. People that know basketball, I know how our team was oriented and, we play through Jokic, and he usually find us and make the play. So um, that's somewhere you definitely going to see a up in my numbers, especially with the shooting we have and the guys we have that can get out and transition and make shots. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. Tell me what it's going to be like in backcourt with a guy yeah. like Bradley Beal. Yeah. You only see him twice a year, but yeah. he I'm sure he's number one on the scouting report, <laughs> yeah, and now yeah, he's yeah. your backcourt mate. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm so excited, man, just to, um, just to, like, be around him, you know, and just, like, pick his brain and just, like, he scored the ball so well. I'm going to just, like, try to make him turn that shit up a little some more. Just yeah. let him know you're the best two-guard in the league. And that's not just me just being, you know, his teammate now. Like, I, I used to tell my homies and, like, you know, who you think? I always would say Brad just because me playing against him, like, he's a tough cover, athletic, you know, fast. He can shoot the ball. So I'm really looking forward to playing with him and just, like, I want us to just be, when they come see us play, they're like, yo, they bringing it, so I just want him to know that's the mindset. You know, I want. I just want us to be dogs out there. Yeah. I gotta ask you about Will Barton. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of coming home, kind of. He's yeah. from Baltimore, DC. What is he like? I, I get the sense that like, you know, when they say the real never, never, you never forget the real. Yeah, yeah. He seems like the realest dude in the room. Yeah, that's that's Will. You know, he when he walk in the room, you could tell like he a real one. Like he. Um, he got that flair with him, you know, he gonna come to games, you know, with his stuff he got on, his drip. with his drip <laughs> on, but he definitely got thrill, man. They call him Will the Thrill, but he, he gonna make some thrill and light plays out there. Still athletic, can shoot the ball and, and can defend. So um, add him too. And he got a lot of experience also. So it's gonna be, it's good to have, you know, new faces around here and from the top to bottom. So, I mean, I'm excited. I think we all are. You know, Wes talked about having you and Will a part of this. Mm -hmm. And it's really kind of trying to build an identity for this organization. Yeah. I think now when you look at this team, it kind of makes sense, the pieces and parts that are around each other. Yeah. Do you get that same sense? I mean, you guys haven't played a game yet yeah. though, but it does look like it's taking on the personality of the head coach. Exactly, I mean, um, if you look at the roster, it's, his name's on there, you're like, okay, this guy, this guy I see. And you know, once I got traded here, I was like, like, yeah, we got, we really got something, you know, and um, KP still here and, you know, you know I, just, I, I get lost of words talking about it because I, mm -hmm. I can see, mm -hmm. see it, how if it go, everything go right, I can see like a big, a big, you know, change. You said knock on wood, yeah. make sure everybody stay healthy, right? Yeah, um, I got to ask you about Kyle. Mm -hmm. Where did the friendship start? He posted a picture last week of, mm -hmm. obviously, I think you guys were eight years old. Yeah. Um, when did the friendship start? Um, man, Cools was just like, we went to a school called Nethercut. Um, we met in uh, the second grade there. And Cools, like, 
we never really talked at first. He he was just a class clown, and I was shocker, the, <laughs> and I was the other class clown. But we <laughs> sat like across from each other, and like he would get in trouble, then I'd get in trouble, and then we just ended up like at detention a couple times, and then we just became best friends. And then you wherever you seen Kyle, you seen me. So, um, and then I was like, yo, you should come on um, play on my AU team. That's the picture he posted when I wore three and he had 32. Mm -hmm. um, that cools me. That's the, that was the clumsy cools, but like that transition made him like mm -hmm. dog because he came to play like in in the hood, like where I was from, you know. So um, that transition for him was big, and I think he still keep that trait. You know, I think that was the best thing that, that could happen to him. But after that, we played like um, five, six years together on the same AU team, and then finally we branched off, you know, towards middle school, um, and then high school. He won't tell you, but high school, our junior year, I put him out the state tournament. We beat him by like 50, though. His, his team wasn't, wasn't that good. Uh, but. Yeah, he probably wouldn't. And then he went prep, that. but he was only like six foot three when I played him. Then he went prep and grew to six nine. And one summer, he came back, came back to the YMCA. He was the tallest so, in the So gym. what was that like when he walked into the gym? And you, you, how long, how long did you see him? What right, was the a year. So it was like a year. It was a year. It was right after because he went prep after his junior year, and we was in the same class. And then my senior year, I was still running the state of Michigan, but I ain't grow no more. And then, you know, social media wasn't as big in 2012 how it is now. So like, we ain't see Cools for like a year. He come back in the YMCA that summer, six nine. He was the first one people was picking up because you know when he was like six two six three like. He wasn't really, you know, fast and stuff. He'll tell you, he grew 6'9". He was dunking on everybody. It was crazy to see. We was like, yo, he, he grew six inches in a year. That was that was crazy So to see. when he walked into that gym, do you – you know how it is for yeah. short people like me and Ellie. Yeah. You see somebody tall, you just keep doing like – did you uh, end up doing like that? Yeah, we was like – everybody ran up to him like, yo, is this you? Like, <laughs> like, because, like, you know, ain't nobody keep no tabs like on him. We would mm -hmm. see little tweets like the six – the six nine four at you know the prep he went to we like man Kuz ain't six nine like and then we seen him and it was it was crazy I think that was that was big time bro. Growing up in time. Flint, I mean there are a lot of hoopers that yeah. have come through there. How much do you and Kyle kind of embrace where you come where you come from and where does Flintstone come yeah. from? I mean we uh, Flintstone definitely come from the you know my guy Mateen, Charlie, Mo Pete that era um, and like. It's just so crazy. Like we used to play pickup with those guys when when they were still playing. Like we was like in the seventh and eighth grade when they were still playing a little bit, and they would kill us. And I'm like, me and Kuzi, like, bro, they ain't missing. Like we only used to go to five, and the games was like this. Mm -hmm. But like they really showed us the definition, of, you know, what I'm saying of being a pro, and we kind of took that with us. And you know, they was dogs. They ain't care if they was playing against younger guys. They was making it known, like. Y'all ain't winning no game. Like this mm -hmm. is it's tough out here. If y'all score, y'all gonna earn it. So, and Mateen was like kind of my my height. So he was picking me up, mindy fold, just dogging me and stuff like that. So that mindset and that physicality and just that Flintstone, that Flintstone word, it it hold weight. You know, the OGs that paved the way, they OGs now, but they paved the way and was successful. And they watch games and we group text and they like yo keep this name living mm -hmm. and it's only one way when you say Flintstones it's like they make you think of them and it's one way they play and it was me or you like mm -hmm. we'll see who gonna win type and we we keep that DNA 
with us everywhere we go. I got two more and I'll get you out of here. How much do you embrace your Nigerian heritage? <laughs> oh man, I mean, crazy thing is like, I'm not even really Nigerian though. Like I'm not at all. They just, uh, Mike Brown had gave me opportunity to come play and they can get an import. So I'm not, I'm not Nigerian. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not Nigerian at all. So um, I was just gonna take the opportunity to go play for a country, you know, and spread my wings and go see how that country, you know, done things and just tap into the history of that. So um, I still want to go see it because um, I did make a promise that I was going to play, but I had to get my PRP and my knee and it set me back and I had to be ready for this past season. So um, to the Nigerian people watching, I promise you I'm going to come over there and show some love. <laughs> I got you. I did. I'm a man of my words, so I got to do that. All right. Yeah. I noticed that you don't have a number on. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we had some breaking news on the Off the Bench podcast. Apparently, the rookie Johnny Davis is not going to go with five <laughs> like he promised. There was a trade, and now the number mm -hmm. one is available. So, yeah. I mean, you are the veteran. Right. We could break some news here. How do you plan on getting the number that you want? I mean... I really, I really don't know. I talked to him. I'm going to wait till I get to Vegas and, uh, you know, have a little private conversation with him. But <laughs> I definitely want number one. Um, my girlfriend and her friends called me 22 because I met him when I was 22. So, in that number available. So, she was like, if you can't get one, we're 22. But I definitely want one, though, J.D. <laughs> so, if you don't get one, which would be weird because, you know, he's yeah, a rookie and all. Right. 22, uh, does it work? I mean, it's catchy. I guess because your girlfriend said she wanted 22. <laughs> Somebody going to be wearing 22. <laughs> I mean, it is catchy. Everybody, everybody. I never wore 22, though. I was always 11 or 3. Um, but, I mean, I'll take one. It's half of 11, so. I see what you did there. I'm saying. Monty, welcome to town, yes, man. We appreciate it. Oh, really? I like that we them ones. That might, we them ones. Yeah. that might be a hashtag <laughs> down the road, DC family. Yes, sir. Respect. Right. Hey, man, I don't know if this is kind of a, a homecoming, because <laughs> you know how Baltimore and DC don't really rock with each other, but yeah. basketball seems to be that one common thread, though. What's it like to kind of be back in the, in the area? It's just like you said, it's kind of like a homecoming. It's kind of not because ever since I was young, that's just been a big rivalry, be more in D.C. But um, it's all love now. I'm on the team. Um, my family get to see me play very close. So it's sort of like a homecoming. What was it like when you got the call that you had been traded to the Wizards? Um, I was shocked and I was excited all in one. Um, I didn't know I was going to get traded. I didn't know what was going on. But once my agent told me, called me with the situation and told me it could be the Wizards, um, I thought about it and I got excited. Mm -hmm. You know, I've watched you from afar. Yeah. And it's it's like um, for all of us here that are fans of like prep basketball, we yeah. know who Will Barton is. Yeah. But for people that maybe just aren't down with like prep basketball and kind of like know that, how would you kind of like describe your game? Oh man, uh, I just got like a, a street ball game. I'm just one of them guys, one of them throwback guys that just let a hoop, uh, came up from playing outside on the playgrounds, never had a trainer, just playing ball all day from sun up to sundown and I'll go anywhere and play against anybody. 
you know, I would uh, anytime like Mello or any of the guys, Rudy Gay from Baltimore would play, we'd be like, oh, they Baltimore tough. Yeah. What does that mean? It's just a different brand of basketball out there. Um, You've got to be tough. Nobody care about your name, your rep. Um, most of us are little dudes <laughs> coming from Baltimore. <laughs> so you got a bang, it's gritty out there playing, physical, talking smack, talking trash. So, I mean, it's just a different, it's just a different life of basketball and be more. When was your first recollection of the game of basketball? Do you remember how old you were and who kind of influenced you to play the game? I love basketball ever since I could remember, since I was born. Um, I probably can recollect probably since I was six. Mm -hmm. And nobody forced me to play basketball. Nobody actually, like, told me about it. It's just, like I said, growing up outside, going outside to play, mm -hmm. and I just fell in love with it. Like, I would just go outside and play with older kids, and I just developed a passion for it and never looked back. To be here at this juncture in your career to play for a team that's clearly familiar to you, especially yeah. with the head coach and with Monte, how do you look at this opportunity, Will? Uh, I look at this opportunity as a challenge um, to come here and help win, get to the playoffs, and um, try to create something special here, just to lay a foundation. Kind of the same situation as when I first went to Denver. We weren't that good. I was there from the beginning and uh, helped turn that thing around. And um, I'm kind of looking at it here as the same opp opportunity. Wes was with me in the beginning in Denver when we turned around. So it would be kind of special to do it here with him in uh, D.C., especially now, him as a head coach. And I told him that. And um, I really look forward to to helping him do that. He really spoke highly of you and Monte and really talked about the playoff experience that you guys have and how valuable it'll be for this Wizards team as he's trying to turn this program around. How invaluable is that of just playing deep into a season? It just um, helps you embrace winning. Uh, teaches you to do anything you have to do to win, not just always worried about yourself, but putting the team first. Um, it just creates a chemistry. And like I said, most importantly, just makes you want to do anything to win. Once you get that feeling of, of, of going to a Western Conference Finals, making deep runs in the playoffs, going to the playoffs year in and year out, it gives you an expectation in your head that nothing less, anything else is failure. So I just want to kind of bring that same attitude here. What is a non-negotiable for you as a player and as a guy that is on your team? What is something that the team has to do every night in your eyes? Play hard. That's non-negotiable, playing hard, going out there, giving it your all night in and night out. Because if you do that, you're always going to position yourself and give yourself a chance to win. Bradley Beal from afar, Monty talked about this. It's like you'd see his name on the scouting report and be like, yeah, it's going to be a tough night. But yeah. now you've got him as a teammate. What yeah. was kind of like the two times you'd see him a year? What did you see from Brad and now him being your teammate? Brad, just the ultimate pro. Uh, we came out in the uh, draft together. So I've been knowing him for a while. Um, just a bucket getter, man. Another guy that, you know, just knows how to play the right way. Um, can score. He's a three-level scorer. Uh, he's competitive. And I know right now he wants to win more than ever. And my job is to come in and help him do that. 
it looks like, and I don't know if you've really had a chance to kind of look at the roster and what it looks like before y'all get on the court, but this team seems to have an identity now yeah. that is probably more representative of what Wes wants this year as opposed to last year when it was just kind of like a hodgepodge of players, right? Yeah. What is, what does Wes want to see out of his team? Because obviously he's bringing two people in that are extremely familiar with yeah. him. Well, first and foremost, Wes wants you to compete at a high level, play hard. He wants you to get after him on defense, and he'll give you freedom on offense as long as you're out there rebounding, like I said, competing, and giving it y'all on defense. Um, Wes is one of those guys, he just wants to win. Mm -hmm. Tell me about being around Jokic these last two years, and yeah, what's it like to be around an MVP every day, every night, and he's done it two years in a row? It's just inspiring. Uh, it just makes you want to play even harder. You know, he's giving it his all. I watch his work ethic. That's the biggest thing, not just on game days, but him being in the gym every day, no matter if we had a game, no matter if we won, no matter if we lost, if he had a great game, if he had a so-so game, his routine stayed the same, and I learned a lot from that. And Monte coming here, I talked to him before you came in here, he just – you know, he's from Flint, so he's got that dog mentality. And you can mm. just tell in the interview how much he wants to kind of get after it. Mm. How much did last year kind of help him when, obviously, Murray wasn't there and he kind of took the reins as the point guard? I think it helped him a lot. I think it helped him see himself in a different light. Um, he was already one of the best backup point guards in the league. And then he got an opportunity to start, and he played well, and we won. Mm -hmm. So I think it, helps, it helped him to see himself as a starter in the league and want more from himself and from his career. And um, like I said, once you have a taste of success, you're always going to want more. I'll end with this because this is kind of something that's kind of like a passion project of mine is just seeing kids succeed. I want you to talk about your AAU program and why it's just not <clears throat> you just putting your name on it. You're investing a lot of your time into it. Yeah. Uh, I just see myself in those kids. A lot of them come from the same neighborhoods I grew up in, went to some of the same schools I went to, and uh, I just want to see them succeed, and not just in basketball and life, give them a platform where they can shine and, and get scholar, uh, college scholarships and be able to go Division One or Division Two or Division III. Um, it's not about them, you know, going to the NBA or anything like that. I just want them to be able to you know, see the world differently. They get to travel and go from city to city and see other things outside of Baltimore to help them think, you know, more broad and, and just give them an idea of how big the world is and that they can be something in this world if they just have a plan and work hard. You're just seeing it from afar. You're not just at these games. <laughs> you at these games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Describe why why that is kind of important, not to just be, hey, I'm Will Barton, the NBA player. I've poured some resources into the program, but I, really grabbing kids and explaining to them the opportunity that's in front of them. Yeah, because they need to see the success firsthand. When you come from the city we come from, most of the time you only see real success on TV. Mm -hmm. So it makes it, you know, a dream. It doesn't make it really reality to them. So now that they get to touch me and see me and talk to me in person. Now they can say, hey, Will did it, and he's from where I'm from, mm -hmm. so now I can do it. That's what I want to give them, just just some hope. Ravens fan? Of course, you know that. Okay, so <laughs> who's your favorite Raven? Of all time or All right time. Man. 
I gotta go with Ray. You gotta go with Ray. Yeah, he 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 was there from the beginning. Yeah, he was there from. I think Ray was the what the first one we drafted when when we came back from the Colts. So gotta go with Ray. So where is J O, Ed Reed? Oh man! Like like if you could do like a five, your five top Ravens, who would they be? Ray. Ed Reed. Lamar. Probably sucks. Man, then I probably had to go with um, the kicker. What's the kicker name we got right now? Cause he's the best kicker in the game. I always forget his name. Oh, What's the kicker okay. name? Jason, Jason J- Tucker. Tucker. Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker. Yeah, yeah. He, he he number five. He be number five. Yeah. yeah. I thought you was gonna say Matt Stover. Cause I'm like, oh man, you Stover? old school. No, Stover. Listen, it would have been it would have <laughs> been Stover if Tucker wasn't doing what he's doing right now. I gotta. I got to tip my hat to Tucker, though. So now that you're home, sort of, Yeah. how many Ravens games do you hope to get to? Oh, man, a lot. A lot. A lot, yeah, I got to go see the boys. Because Lamar is that real deal. Yeah, it? Lamar must see TV. <laughs> must see TV. I appreciate your time, man. Yeah. Welcome close to home. Because, yeah. again, for a lot of people that don't know, man, this, you can't say welcome home being in the DMV. You are from Baltimore. Yeah, you get it, see? You get it. I definitely get it. Yeah. Respect. Yeah.